Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network, I am your host, Victoria Bertine. And I am your other host, Mikkel Snyder. So, I wanted to start this week talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, as you all know, which is food. So, uh, also, to start out with, Ramadan Mubarak. So, if you don't know, I am Muslim, and we have started the month of Ramadan, which means no food or drink from sunup to sundown, and it's totally fine, and I'm totally fining these last two days have not been really difficult. It's been great. Anyway, just to torture myself even further... I'm going to talk about food because food is awesome, and we have another TV show starring Nadia Hussein. So if you're not sure who Nadia Hussein is, she is the one of the winners. There's been so many seasons now, but one of the winners of the Great British Bake Off, and she was the first Muslim woman to win British Bake Off. She got to cook a birthday cake for the, the queen after said win. She's amazing, and it was really inspiring to see her on Bake Off and to see how she worked through all of the different challenges that they had. Um, Obviously, I love British Bake Off. They're so super nice uh, in a way that American baking shows generally are not, but they also tend to feature a lot of different people who don't drink or who are vegetarian or who have all of these different dietary restrictions in their own lives and so we get to see how they translate that into the challenges of the competition and Nadia was one of those people and so not only did she win British Bake Off but then she went on to have another competition show called The Great Family Cook-Off Cookdown where families would come together and they would cook their family recipes and then one of them would win money at the end and now she has yet another offering for us which is called Nadia's Time to Eat and it is a show that was filmed in the before times when we could see people and things like that but I think it's very applicable for the now times in that the whole purpose of the show is to show how she uses cooking hacks and shortcuts in order to make really good home-cooked meals for her family but still have time left over. And that's something, if you do a lot of cooking, you know to get a good meal a lot of times. That love that they talk about putting into soul food really means like 14 hours of work and don't get in my kitchen and why didn't you stir that when I told you because now I have to start over. So I think that this is a really, really good show to have in these times when we're with our families all the time that you can cook with your family but you also don't have to be burdened by the idea of cooking a really good home-cooked meal and the other part of the show is that not only does she show you what she does but then she goes to different people's houses around England I'm sure the entire United Kingdom 
but she goes around and shows them how they can maximize their time and helps them figure out recipes that will work well for their families and I just think that that's really cool and I like Nadia and I like cooking and I like torturing myself by watching food shows when I can't eat for 17 hours so I think it's gonna be great and it comes out on Netflix all of season one will be out on Netflix on April 29th which is this Wednesday so yeah super exciting I got into cooking shows via MasterChef and Hell's Kitchen, which, oh, as sure. you know, uh, feature Gordon Ramsay, who in MasterChef is kind of nice, but in Hell's Kitchen is, is very much not nice. And in MasterChef Junior, he loves kids and everyone everyone's fine there, right? But you're right, like, American cooking shows tend to be sort of like, intensity, yelling, hyper cut action and drama everywhere. So my friend introduced me to the Great British Bake Off, and it was just like, oh, this is just nice. Everyone's just nice, and they want to cook and be friends with each other. And then they have this nice little reunion clip show at the end of every season where you see that all of them are still friends, and it's it's great and wholesome. I just watched all seven seasons of the Great British Bake Off on Netflix over like the last like four months, and it was one of the better decisions I've made. So I'm excited to see the the reigning champs continue to uh, do well and do good things out in the world because they are generally good people. And I will forever be rooting for all of the people of color and women on that show. No offense to any of the white men on that. Some of them have been great, but as it goes. <laughs> On an entirely different note, when you hear the name Ryan Murphy, your mind will naturally drift to one of the many franchises he has spawned. Nip Tuck, Glee, American Horror Story, Scream Queens, Pose, and 911. His ability to make solid franchises reached a point where he got put into the sights of Netflix, who hired him to make content for the streaming services, uh, valuing his contributions at around $300 million for a five-year slate. And this week, we saw the trailer for one of these series, Hollywood. And it's every bit as raunchy and hammy as you would expect from Ryan Murphy as the series deals with a group of actors and filmmakers trying to hit it big in a post-World War II Hollywood with all of the horrible things that happen in show business in full display, although it's not quite the Hollywood history that we know. You have a cast featuring familiar Murphy collaborators like Darren Criss, David Corenswet, and Dylan McDermott, as well as other talent like Jeremy Pope, Laura Harrier, Samira Weaving, Jim Parsons, Queen Latifah, and Michelle Kruzik. And Hollywood seems like an interesting bit of historical fiction that I know I will find myself turning into because of the half-Filipino lead, Darren Criss, who gets to be a Filipino-American in this show about Hollywood, which back then was very white, and so much like uh, Vanessa Hudgens, I will watch any movie that they are in because I'm loyal to them and they're great, and this looks fun. It looks like a Ryan Murphy series, so I know it will be enjoyable. I'm not sure it will be entirely my cup of tea, but I've enjoyed like 80% of what Ryan Murphy has put out in the world to like a varying degree of like I'm okay admitting that. So that's me. Yeah, I am. I'm fairly excited for this. I wouldn't quite go super excited. I think because of that same kind of 
Ryan Murphy is... It, it goes back and forth for me. I know that there's going to be some sections of it that I absolutely love, whether or not that's a full season or the entire show. Who knows? Uh, it could go 100% or it could be like Glee, where it was like the first two seasons were awesome and then I was like, I'm done. So done. So I think it kind of... I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic for this one. I, you know that I am not quite on board with your, you know, the Vanessa Hudgens yes. thing, yes. but I am 100% here for Darren Chris. so we can agree on that one. Uh, and the lineup is just amazing. There are tons of other, I mean, Queen Latifah and Samara Weaving, like Jim Parsons, I'm down for it. So I will definitely be tuning in and Hopefully this will be another gem that is just all the way through the season and they don't push it too far. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think one of the advantages that this series has is that it does have the uh, the marketing of limited series. So I think we're going to get one cohesive story, which is always a good thing and particularly a good thing in a time where we don't know what second seasons will look like at all. Um, so knowing that this exists as a package, I'm excited for it. And Darren Chris is just phenomenal in almost everything he's he's done. I love him a lot. He was one of the highlights of Glee post the season two thing that you mentioned. Um, True story. Um, so I'm I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see him get work, and I hope he sings because he is a fantastic voice. Agreed. All right, so on that note, let's take a short break and come back with more news. So, this episode of This Week in Nerd News is sponsored by Wiretap, the Chrome extension that makes Netflix social. It's live tweeting made for your Netflix life. See thoughtful commentary and theories from Netflix bloggers and superfans and never watch your favorite movie or series alone. Whether you want to engage with others or be a fly on the wall to scroll through the latest fan theories, Wiretap makes Netflix communication easy right from your Chrome browser. Go to wiretap.co or search Wiretap in the Chrome store and join the future of streaming. That's wiretap.co. As a bonus, many of your favorite writers from Black Nerd Problems, including us at This Week at Nerd News, are going to be using this service. So over the next two weeks, from April 11th to April 25th, Mikkel, Keith, and I will be watching and commenting on Season 1 of Haikyuu. So we have been talking about this for a while. We've been wanting to do a group binge of this volleyball anime for forever. And now you can watch along with us. So add the Wiretap Chrome extension to join the conversation. So another Netflix show film, I guess in this case, that is going to be dropping this Wednesday, April 29th, is called A Secret Love. And it is the story of Terry Donahue and Pat Henschel, who are two women who had, had, were in love, are in love, I don't even... They are a gay couple who got together in the 40s 
which is why I am having trouble and I'm stumbling over my words because while we know that obviously homosexuality has been around since the dawn of time, it's not often that we get to see these stories from the past, especially from the people who were in those relationships. A lot of the stories that we have about what it's like to be gay in especially the beginnings of American history are from books and recordings because those people have all died. And so the fact that Terry and Pat got to make this documentary, got to have their coming out in before they passed, I think is incredibly important. Um, and I, I do want to say that um, one of them passed in 2019, uh, which is very sad, uh, but she was 93 and she was incredibly happy again that she got to tell her story. And so A Secret Love is that story of how they met and how they fell in love and the kind of double veil, you know, if we kind of liken it to that being black on the inside of the house and black on the outside of the house. It seems, the way that they talk about it, it seems very similar, at least from the trailer of like, this is who we got to be when we were at home and when we were with each other and this is who we had to be when we were outside and in public. And it's just a really interesting story. I think it's a powerful story. I think it's a story that needs to be told not just for uh, young gays who are like, how do I navigate this world? But also for people who aren't gay to see, wow, this was just normal. And there's nothing evil about them. There's nothing crazy about them. They're just people and they're in love. And I think, I mean, when you are just like an adorable grandmother looking figure like how can you not be okay with that um and it's just something i started crying in the trailer which means that the film is going to be just tears galore but i think it's a really really important story and i'm super excited that it's going to be on netflix soon i'm really happy with netflix right now because for one they've been putting out like a consistent stream of content during these weird times that we find ourselves in which is really nice and like they're dropping trailers like every single day like this past week was a lot of netflix trailers and they're gonna just keep coming somehow meanwhile no other streaming services are announcing anything which is worrying but beside the point but like the other thing is is that netflix has been doing a lot of like good work about bringing a lot of issues to the forefront and like making sure that like they're catalog isn't like all like comfort entertainment right like they've been putting a spotlight on on difficult topics and like having a secret love as a film that exists i think like you've been saying this entire section is that it's a really important story that a lot of people just like will will need in a variety of different ways and i i really like that netflix put in the funds to make that this thing happen because you're right when you see two loving grandmothers just being like loving with each other how can you like be against this concept of just like loving someone 
and how can you and after hearing about like the difficulties of like a several decade span where you had to hide yourselves to the outside public like yeah you get empathy you get sympathy and like it's important that stuff documentaries like these get released and get shown and there will never not be a time where they're necessary so I'm also thankful for this. I know I'm also going to cry a lot when I see this. Yeah. And there's something about a 65-year loyal love affair that kind of breaks down all of those terrible arguments that people make against, you know, homosexual relationships. It's almost like they're just like us, like normal people with a wide range of experiences. It's... What... I don't understand these words that you're saying. Craziness. So, back to said comfort television watching that I was talking about. I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work out given the current climate of everything, but Dead9 had an exclusive report stating that the old TNT series, Leverage, was getting a reboot on IMBD TV, yet another streaming service from Amazon because we needed one of those. Uh, three of the original cast are actually reprising the roles from the original series, Beth Risecliff as the Thief Parker, Gina Bellman as the con woman extraordinaire Sophie Devereaux, and Christian Kane as the muscle Elliot Spencer. Tech expert Alec Hardison, played by Aldous Hodge, will be in a recurring role subject to the actor's availability since he's currently starring in the Showtime series City on the Hill. The new central figure to the show will be played by Noah Weil, who is most famous for his role in the Librarians franchise, where he also played across Christian Kane for just a couple episodes. Leverage, if you are not familiar, was this quirky show featuring a ragtag bunch of misfits, a phrase I will use often and lovingly, solving problems for people who were up against impossible odds against businesses, corporations, insurance companies, and other unsavory byproducts of capitalism. So it's not entirely unsurprising that the series would get rebooted in this strange timeline, Although it is interesting to see the Digimon Adventures colon route of this, where it's like the same basic characters in an updated timeline and a slightly updated premise, and the details aren't the same, but like you recognize everyone on the screen. But maybe that's just the timeline trying to like patch itself by taking what worked in the past and just like putting it in the present to like course correct. It's weird. I, I enjoyed Leverage. It was one of those series that I would watch after school when I was in high school and just like, oh, this is on. This is an hour that I can watch people do ridiculous things in an Ocean's Eleven style. So what, what do you think about all this? I am so super excited. I did not watch Leverage as it came out. Um, I don't even really remember why. Uh, who knows? But... This is one of my husband's favorite shows, and so when we first got together and were dating, this was one of our, like, date night shows, so I am super excited. Um, I am really excited that we get the original Parker and the original Alec back. I hope that they are not going to just ignore their relationship. One of the... Uh, episodes from the original that was one of my favorites was when they kind of paired their relationship in 
normal time with the um, the piece that they were looking for was uh, stolen by a couple who was a bio, uh, interracial couple, a black man and a white woman in uh, World War II. And so they kind of played against those two, like what their relationship was like in the 2000s versus what their relationship was like in the 1940s. And that was one of my favorite episodes ever. So I hope that they're still together or at least they acknowledge their relationship. I love Noah Wiley. I'm so excited. I love the librarians. I love Noah Wiley and Christian Kane together. I just love all of this. I love Christian Kane. So there are actors that sometimes you're like, oh, they only play the same character. And I feel like at times that's okay because that's the character that they're meant to play. And that's generally how I feel about like Vin Diesel and also Christian Kane. Like he is meant to play the character that comes in as the kind of country bumpkin muscle And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I have perfect pitch and I can sing this song beautifully and also I'm a genius and I have like four degrees, but I'm still going to like portray myself as this country bumpkin because I don't want the responsibility of you knowing how smart I am. That is his character and it's perfect for him and I love that he can play it in as many series as he wants. So I'm super excited for this. More leverage is More leverage is always better, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's just physics right there, you know? Um, Yeah, exactly. Beth Ricecliffe was a fantastic actress in the original series. She had one of the best, if not the best, character art during the original run by far. Uh, Watching her grow from like an antisocial thief to being like one of the cornerstones of the team. I hope that this reboot doesn't erase the progress of the thing. I hope it's sort of like a soft reboot where it's sort of like things have shifted slightly. Like there are some things that have to be backtracked because it's a new series, but like some of the character development was still there. And that like, because we know these characters and we know them really well right now. So we don't want to see everyone in the proto states in season one. But we also can't start off exactly where the last series ended because, you know, we have a new central figure to all of us. And I, too, love the Librarian series and Christian Kane being the, I'll punch you in the face. And I know how to punch you in the face because I took several, like, anatomy classes in college. And I know the most effective way to punch you in the face. So all of this is really exciting. Leverage is one of those like shows that I gravitate to because like it's like a series of Robin Hoods, which is just like, yeah, we're gonna fix injustices in the world. Alright, that brings us to the end of our episode, and as always, we're going to do a little lightning round to close things off. There's a lot of news that happens during a single week, even during plague times, and we want to make sure that you guys at least know some of the other things going on in the segments we talked about. So, if you're looking for something to watch this weekend, uh, Bad Education, starring Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney, has been released on HBO Max as of April 25th, which is the date of this recording but not the date you're listening to it probably or if pulp fantasy is more up your alley showtime released the pilot episode of penny dreadful city of angels on youtube 
show.com and Amazon Prime Video do drum up the excitement for the series premiere happening on April 26th. And finally, DC Comics announced the expansion of their DC's Digital First Publishing line, and they are going to be releasing new stories every day of the week with a lineup that introduces new Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, DC Superhero Girls, and Swamp Thing stories, all available digitally. We need comics right now. We need so much entertainment to keep us occupied. So... If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these or anything else in the news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was this week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I am Mikkel Snyder. And I'm Victoria Routine. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next week.